0: Hello, welcome to Creative Conversations, the Tiger Spirit podcast exploring and celebrating the creative process in life, the arts, and business. I'm your host, Yang Mei Ui. I'm an author and podcaster. My guest today is amateur photographer Anne Lewis, who is based on the Isle of Wight. My conversation with her was first recorded for my other podcast, Rewilding My Life. I'm winding down that other podcast, so I'm moving my conversation with Anne over here to Creative Conversations. While the theme of our conversation was reconnecting with nature, there is also a focus on photography and creativity, so I hope you will enjoy listening to our discussion. Now, Anne and I, um, we've been friends, but we're also friends on Facebook. And the thing is, every day she posts new photos, uh, new nature photos on Facebook. And it always gives me a smile And when I log onto Facebook and I see those gorgeous pictures of sunset, sunrise, the sea, the beach, the beautiful flowers, the trees, everything. And it just makes me smile and it makes me want to go out into nature. So... Of course, I had to invite Anne Lewis here to talk about um, her photography and um, uh, get, getting out and about uh, on the Isle of Wight. So, um, the theme of, of our conversation is going to be how nature photography can change your life. So, uh, let's get on with the show. Anne Lewis,
1: welcome. Thank you. It's great to be here, Young Lee thank you for having me oh, it's a delight
0: <laughs> <laughs> so now let's get cracking um so when did you get into photography
1: when i originally i have photographs going back to when i was about 10 which is blah, 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 years ago um <laughs> but i would say seriously in the last two and a half years so the previous 52 and a half years probably i i i've done bits here and there and enjoyed it but not really worked at it so about two and a half years.
0: So then um, how did you get into nature photography?
1: It's kind of what was there. If you live somewhere like the Isle of Wight, it's it's really very rural. Um, and so you've only got to go five minutes from where you live usually. And you're either in parkland or in the countryside. We have a whole mix of beautiful downland rivers, um, estuaries salt marsh you name it it's there it's absolutely gorgeous and so what you do is you get out and take pictures of it and uh, and, uh, then find your themes I started out with trees which was uh, got a bit boring in the end actually so I have you know I've changed that Um, Uh,
0: and, and so so did you did you start with oh look at the nature and then you're kind of um, walking around without the camera, and then that inspired you into photography. Which no, way around was it? No,
1: I, I've, I've always loved taking photographs, but I've, I've been much more haphazard about it than I have the last two and a half years. Perhaps that's a better way of putting it. So I rarely go out without a camera. I rarely went out without a camera even before I got serious about it, and even then. If I did, I would regret it quite often. (laughs) Um, So no, I think the camera came first and learning to make beautiful images with it came more recently, or really beautiful images with it came more recently.
0: For, for most of us the, the camera and and you've got quite a quite a super duper camera i've seen on facebook um it it can be a little bit intimidating oh, wow now that that is a piece of equipment <laughs> can can you just show, show that again because i yeah. want to, to to edit that in in, in into the slideshow sure.
1: so yes,
0: it so it's me a tell lumix you what it is. yes it's please
1: panasonic lumix fz1000 it's a bridge camera And that means the lens and the body are totally integrated. You lose the odd thing with that, but this is a top-end one, so it's very light. That's one of the things I love about it. I don't want to, uh, you know, sort of mid-60s to be lugging heavy weights around. Um, So I wanted something light. I wanted something that would produce good quality images, but um, would, you know, would be easy to use. And you can see it just... It's my hand. I love yeah, it. It's gorgeous. Yeah.
0: Anyway, that's right. It. So we're going to talk about tech a little bit later, yeah. um, because I think, um, as I said, you know, it, it can be a bit intimidating to, to have um, this, uh, uh, just to think that photography is is, is all about um, big cameras. And it um, isn't. It isn't. So we'll come to that. Um, but yeah. so so let's just go back to nature and photography and uh, and how you go about. Um, you know what's your typical sort of um, scenario for when you go and take pictures
1: there there are there are two or three but my favorite is to be out on my own I've got to be honest Um, to be able to just say what are the tides doing what's the sun doing what's the weather doing okay where's it best to go today and I've got a number of places that I like to revisit but I like to revisit them under the right conditions. So I'll, I'll go, it's no, it's no good for me, it's no good going to our salt marsh when it's low tide because you get far better water and reflections when the tide's in, so I'm keeping an eye on all of that. But I like to go out on my own, take the camera and walk around and look, but look increasingly with different aims in mind. So now having been pressing the shutter rather a lot over the last two and a half years i'm aiming more for simpler images that's one thing go on going to say um,
0: so yeah so um simpler images can you just expand on that
1: yeah um sometimes when i was first learning to take photographs properly i would there would be a lot that i wouldn't notice and then when you start looking at the photograph on the screen you see all the little bits of twig and the can that somebody's thrown down in the, on the ground and a little bit of litter or the stalk of grass that's, isn't in quite the right place, you know. And all of those sorts of things that you, you don't really want there because they're distractions. So I try to simplify out the distractions when I'm taking the photograph, if I possibly can. And if not, then I will do any little bits that I need to do in Photoshop or Lightroom afterwards
0: so that's interesting so what you're saying is you go out and you look and you see a, a, a particular scene or an image that you want to capture then yeah. you look through the lens again and you capture that by framing it zooming whatever finding the right
1: kind and the right settings but the right, set- right. Yeah. yeah um
0: and then you come back and you look at it on the computer so you're looking at the same thing
1: three times that's quite interesting oh. it is isn't it yeah i mean for me the post-production bit is quite is quite important because that's where you really turn you could you turn a a photograph that's shot straight through the camera into a lovely image and it depends on your camera if you're using a phone then the phone if you've got a good phone camera it will do an awful lot of that for you well if not
0: let, let's talk about tech since you've you've brought up the phone. Um, no, no, that's all right. We, we we're, um, in this um, podcast it's a conversation, so we'll jump about and um, and go to different places uh, in, in in our minds and and conversation. So you've got this big camera that we've seen, um, but uh, most people may not want to invest initially with uh, in, in in something big like that. They've got a phone in their pocket. They they see a beautiful scene. They take a shot uh, with their camera. Um, can you just kind of? tell us your thoughts about using different equipment
1: i will tell you first of all that some of the most lovely photographs i've ever seen have been taken with an iphone or you know a samsung phone a, a smartphone with a good camera and there are now in, indeed lots of classes that you can go to about taking photographs with iphones and you get little add-ons but you, they really are incredibly good those cameras and if you've got a decent phone with a decent camera in it that's a really really good starting point point. and some people don't want to do any more but you can still take really really beautiful shots um i know someone here on the island who i think is possibly using a, a, a more straightforward camera now but she was using a phone for a very long time and taking the most amazing pictures it's what you see that's what matters uh ah, so it's she, not the tech it's you it's your eye it's your eyes i mean you can have the best camera in the world and take rubbish photographs that's quite reassuring <laughs> <laughs> because and and this is not an expensive camera actually as as cameras go it's not one of these top end you know great big long lens um wildlife photographers cameras which cost thousands it, it really really isn't but start with your phone is what i would say and and there are now even competitions for iPhone photographers. It's good stuff.
0: And really the, 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 the thing is, is to get out there, isn't it? To get out into, into nature, into the natural environment. Um, and to look. Tell, tell us about looking how, how can you look because sometimes I walk around and and I, I don't uh, I live in London but I've got some lovely um, uh, parks and so on nearby but sometimes I walk around and go oh, I've walked in this park you know yesterday the day after, before that and I'm going to walk in it again oh what can I see to take an interesting photo what, what, what's your advice on that um,
1: if you if you've been kind of looking up then I'd start looking down when I mean, what's at your feet? What's what's flowering on that bush over there? What's happening around that lake? What are the birds doing? Um, what's reflected in it? Where's the sunlight? You know, how's the light coming through those trees? Um, every, you see, every, you, you will go to the same park every day, but every day that park will be different. You'll never have two days the same because the light will be different. It'll change from day to day because of where the sun is in the sky. It will change because of the weather. It will change because of the heat, you know, all sorts of things. Uh, so,
0: yeah. So, so, so actually, that, that's a good point about the light. And of course, photography is about light. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas I tend, and maybe most of us tend to think of it, oh, yeah, it's about the flower. But actually, it's about where the light is. And, and looking at the way the light falls, that's yeah. looking differently at something that is familiar.
1: Yes. Yes. A lot of people who don't take a lot of photographs have said and have certainly said to me, but you're missing a lot if you're wandering around with your head stuck behind a camera. And actually, I don't think I am because I think I see a lot more now than I used to. I will no- I'll notice that raindrop on that or, or that spider's web or the way the light's coming through something or you know just little things sometimes that i would never have noticed before because i'd have been too busy walking
0: you know That's, yes it's about where your focus is isn't it so when yeah. you're out for a walk you walk so it just to pick up on what you were saying a bit earlier that you like to go out um, to take pictures on your own uh-huh. um, and um, that to me is is again something um, worth kind of digging into because I've um, gone for walks with friends and of course our focus is on walking um, and, and, talking. Uh, and, and talking of course uh, but walking and talking you you're kind of going forward is a forward momentum yeah. and and it's always socially a little bit difficult. You've got to have a, an agreement with your friends. that if you want to take a photo, you've got to stop. Um, you've, they've got to hang around while you fiddle around with your camera, get the you know, angle. And then so you're, you're a little bit sort of stressed because you've got that social etiquette that you can't keep them waiting. Um, but when you're walking on your own, you can, you can take however long you need.
1: Yeah, I think, I mean, I I have one or two friends that I go out with quite regularly. Um, One is another photographer. Another is uh, someone who's retired like me, who, you know, likes to go for walks. I don't these days go out with anybody who can't accept that I need to take photographs occasionally. And if they don't do, you know, and my, my friend who's not a photographer, the one thing she says is, I don't mind stopping as long as I'm not cold. (laughs) if I'm cold I'm not stopping and off she goes but that's fine (laughs) and I don't I do to be fair I I will not take anything like as much time if I'm out with somebody else as I would if I was doing it on my own because it gets very boring for people I mean you've got to draw you've got to have a if I'm out with my photography friend then we just we just quietly get on with our own thing and then we go off somewhere else and we quietly get on with our own thing again but it's um you know, it's, we we both understand where we're coming from, but with someone else we walk you're right. You can't, you know, you can't say, I'm here to take photographs and expect them to just go along with it.
0: Yeah. So it's about being clear when you set off, um, what your purpose is with, with your, with your friends. Um, well,
1: I would, yeah, I mean, I'll always take the camera and if I see something, I'll, I'll say, can I stop? Um, and you know, we probably won't go for many walks if they, if they don't like it really. (laughs)
0: so actually it opens up some um interesting kind of um new new ways of being with your friends um so because i'm I'm thinking the purpose of this podcast is about reconnecting with nature so i'm thinking that our listeners um are interested in reconnecting with nature and may may consider using photography as as a way of doing that and so um one way might be to hang out with your with with photography and with this, let me start that again. <laughs> to hang out with friends who are interested in nature photography and to go out with them taking photos. Um and actually make that the purpose of your trip. Is, is is that what you would suggest?
1: I've done that once twice, certainly. And that again has come about through Facebook more than anything else because I've met one or two photographers in one or two Facebook groups that I belong to that I do go for walks with. And we're both we're both interested in the same thing. So that works fine. Um, but it is it's also a great way to get out and, and be with friends as long as they don't you know they don't mind the odd photograph and and it depends on your friends and I think it depends what sort of friends you have if you've got quiet friends as most of mine's mine are then you know it's most of the time it's walking in a chat and your photograph is okay
0: and and do you do you compare photographs so so might you say let's say you know um there's two or three of you you're going for what with the purpose of taking photos and you arrive at a lake and you all kind of disperse with your cameras or your phones or whatever and then afterwards do you compare and see who's
1: seen what those i mean i don't do group things very often but i think when people do yeah share it sharing what you've done as part of that group, it tends to be what you do. And we, we all post to the group and everybody looks at everybody else's and says, Oh, that was great. And I missed that. And you got did a better one of that than I did or whatever. It's all very friendly. You know, there's, there's, there are groups where you can get critiqued if you want. I'd rather learn from my own head. I'd rather look at my stuff and learn from it that way. Mm-hmm. And, and so talking about learning, did you go off on a photography course? I've done, one or two photography courses here and there and I last year was very lucky or you know to spend a day with one of my hero photographers um which was brilliant because it was that was about critique but it was all very encouraging and I have one photograph that I took with that person standing next to me thinking I that person was you know was with me when I took that photograph and it's, it's a lovely feeling because when I look at their work now um, I see it in a slightly different way and I see my own work in a different way because of because of what that person said. And that, that dane in, in fact, has fed into a lot of the simplifying, the getting rid of the distractions, just just taking out the bits and pieces that shouldn't be there. Some people who, again, who don't do photography will tell you that they don't they they disapprove of people using Photoshop, which is really rather like telling a film camera person that they can't use a dark room.
0: <laughs> well, okay would you like to expand expand on that and, and answer that uh, and answer that 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 sort of a critique okay
1: um very briefly because i don't want to get too techy about it and i know we're really about nature we're not about tech but um when you when you have a camera like this you can either shoot in um the sort of cam- the sort of shots that you would take on you know any simple camera which are jpegs usually or you can shoot in what is something called raw and what that does is to preserve every detail that the camera sensors picked up that can then be manipulated and a copy of the original still kept so that you can go back to where you started, but you can pick out an awful lot more detail and do a lot more with it. Um, so you've got more information with a raw file and it's a big file. That's all That's all. all I'm going to do because I'm, lo- I'm going to lose myself and trip over myself if I say <laughs> any more. So I shoot in raw and that gives me a lot more than my eyes can see that the camera's picked up. And you can then take that and find what the camera's got to give you by using... I use, I use a combination of Lightroom and Photoshop, which are part of the Adobe family of things. And Lightroom is a way of organising your photographs, but it also has um, a lot of the basic editing in it. So you can, you can adjust the colour temperature, you can adjust how bright it is, you can take, you know, distractions, take some of the little distractions out. And you can come up with an image that looks a heck of a lot better than when you started. And if you want to do more with it, then you can do a bit more in Photoshop, which is more about detail, I'd say. And I don't really want to say any more than that, because um, I can do it more than I can talk about it.
0: (laughs) So in terms of those people who've said they they
1: disapprove, is it because they feel that it's cheating? Yes. I think it is. I think there's something in the head. You know, this business, we start out with this thing from donkey's years ago, which says the camera never lies, which it always has. Um, And we say, therefore, if you do any adjusting to what your camera sees, then you're lying to your viewer. Now, actually, from my point of view, and I'm sure from the perspective, of a lot of people that I know, not all, we all come at it from different angles but what we all want to present is a nice picture that people like looking at and that they that we like looking at so i'm trying to create as good an image as i can with my limited skill and my limited ability and to try and get that better all the time
0: Uh, So I I think in a way, the the sort of cheating thing, unless you are a photojournalist, unless you are covering something that uh, actually is documenting uh, and it's important that you accurately present what's what's in front of you um uh so that you're not like in in the the things that we learned about in history you airbrush lenin out of the the picture to um, or or whatever uh, because you're some sort of dictator that doesn't like lenin or or whatever um uh, for some political reason i i I think that with nature photography and, and other kinds of photography it's more about Um, it's it's the artist's interaction so uh, uh, the artistry of creating something Um, and so an artist a painter might daub paint rub it out re-daub it um, and and so on and and if you look at the paintings of Michelangelo and people like that you you see I I think uh, that there are some where where they scraped off the paint where they made a mistake or they don't like the composition and they repaint over it Mm -hmm. so
1: And I'd say that that when you're using Photoshop, it's much more like that painting process. And indeed there are people who set out to create painterly photographs, if you like. Photographs that look more like, that have more of a painterly feel about them. quite like doing that myself sometimes, you know. Mm. Some some things lend themselves to that. But I would never airbrush anything about an individual. You know, if I were photographing you, I might tell you you've got the spot of paint on your face that you might want to take off before I took the photograph, but, you know, you are you, <laughs> complete with everything that, everything that you are. Similarly, you know, so I, I really hate these things where they take a size 12 model and they'll airbrush them down to a size zero, um, which happens a lot. And that, I think, is, the, to me, that's the kind of questionable areas in which photoshop and things like it tools like it are use photoshop is a tool like any other tool a knife is a knife you can use it for cutting up vegetables or you can use it to kill somebody <laughs> just because it's it's not the knife you know
0: yeah so I think th- th- this this is quite a, a complex debate which i'd love to go down because well, there, we're, not we're we're not, we're not this is not the purpose of rewilding my life um, and uh, so so let's uh, let, let's have a look at some of the other things that that you've mentioned that i'd like to dig a bit deeper into um, You mention um groups posting stuff up um, and I believe that uh, one of the ways that you started with nature photography was discovering um, nature photography groups on Facebook.
1: Yeah, it's, I, I met, it, the, the story very briefly is that I was down at the seafront with my little Canon camera, one of my baby, little baby Canon cameras, um, doing my best with the sunset and, and another photographer with a proper camera wandered up and we got chatting and um, he's a lovely man and I I'm now. know, oh he's a Facebook friend now, and I kind of I know him and have met him. And uh, but he said, well, you know, you should join groups. Now he is somebody who would love me to join his photographic group. His, you know his photography club, and I don't want to because they they have competitions, you know, and it's it's that kind of critique and competition thing, which is not my way of learning. But I did join. I did find this group, which is the Isle of Wight, which is Isle of Wight Hobby Photographers. It's not just nature photography, but a lot of it is because of where we live. And on that, you could post three images a day and people like it or don't like it or pass over it or don't even see it. It's that, just that sort of usual Facebook thing. And I think that got me going because a lot of you see a lot of other people's images then and you see the really good ones and you get to know who they are and you, you look out for them. And you see the ones where people are just starting out and you know that in a few months time, they'll be looking at those early things and going, I think I'd do that differently now because that's what you do. Um, And so it's, it's a very friendly, supportive environment and anybody who starts being nasty to anything else gets kicked off, which I think is a, you know, a, a, a good way to go. And so So that's that was the start sorry i keep
0: deviating off no no it's great so because i I have so many questions because it's so interesting and i keep interrupting you so (laughs) um so social media and and technology really for some people i think we we alluded to it earlier um it's like oh you know um you're not appreciating nature if you're stuck behind a camera um uh you know, Facebook stops us from interacting with each other. You know, we're all going to become robots because of social media and social networks and technology and whatever. But actually what you're finding is it's, it's actually um, enhancing your experience of nature and nature photography.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, you know as well as I do that Facebook can do the good bits and the bad bits. It's like anything. Um, and for me... I belong to a number of groups. Uh, there's a flower photography group because I've got quite into flower macro photography and flower close-ups, you've probably noticed. Um, recent, Well, in the last year or so since we had the garden done, I mean, it's just a, an endless source of things to photograph. And I have, there's one about sky-watching. It's taken me a while to find that one because there are lots of them out there and some of them are better than others. And you just have to try them out for one and drop out if you don't. You know, if it doesn't, if it's not the right one. Um, there's an Isle of Wight Nature Group, which is as much about sharing information about nature, but there are some cracking photographs on that. And we've got some fantastic photographers on the island. We really have professionals and and um, amateurs. And it's it's such a friendly place to be an amateur photographer because people are supportive and people are helpful. You know, and you can ask and people. You can sit there with the group and you can say, this happened today and I can't work out how to deal with it. And half a dozen people will come back and take their time to make suggestions if you ask for them. So, yeah, I think from that point of view, it's made an enormous difference to me. Um, And it's a way that you can connect Or if you're not feeling quite like connecting at the moment, you can just take yourself off it for a bit or just step back from it. So it's not as though you're in a room full of people and you'd like to go home. Thank you. (laughs) Which is a situation any introvert will know about.
0: Yes, you are quite a classic (laughs) introvert. I know (laughs)
1: Yeah,
0: It's wonderful. So, so actually what is interesting is of course, rewilding my life overall, it's about reconnecting with nature, but also reconnecting with a more natural way of being Mm. and a large part of what I feel about being uh, more natural is is connecting with people in a real way. Um, that's not just emails and, and messages that are um, uh, very brief and brusque and task-focused. Yeah. Um, you know, I'll meet you at the train station. I'll, you know, see you at whatever. Um, but to do with community and the spirit of community, and it right. sounds like that's, that's kind of
1: entered your life through nature photography. It's certainly... the the two have run parallel yeah and and that there is a real spirit of community here and i've made some good friends through it which have been through facebook and we still interact on facebook but they're still friends outside of it as well so yeah i mean the two as i say the two come together i think it's with as with anything like that it's it's it works better for some people than others um i have been in groups i've been in photography i've been on photography courses in groups um famously last year at Corf castle where i found myself at just before sunrise going up a hill with a bunch of sort of six hefty blokes with tripods and strong legs and me and i got halfway up and i sat down and i said i'm sorry i'm not going any further because you'll have to carry me down um and i took my sunset picture <laughs> sunrise picture of Corf castle from halfway up the hill um groups aren't really don't really work for me. They work for some people. Um, but that said, I, I you know, I, I will do group things occasionally. But you so, usually end up not doing what anybody wants.
0: <laughs> you do your own thing, <laughs> and, and that's cool too. Um, so now
1: you've also had some of your photos in an exhibition. Is that right? Yeah. Um, we last autumn, um, one of our local printers um, was starting to put on exhibitions in in association with our local hospice and they took space and they rented space in the hospice shop they had some very bare walls and uh, several of us took part in that exhibition it's um, finished finally finished at the beginning of march and so i had seven photographs up there which is a really interesting exercise in itself because when you print something on a large canvas you really see the flaws so I ended up looking at them and thinking, I wish I'd spotted that before we printed it, because you, you know, you'll get a little stray something. This is what I mean about detail. So that taught me a great deal about seeing even more clearly when I'm looking at things. Um, it was great to do because it's, you, you can kind of, I don't know, there's something strange about the English, you know, which is to do with being reticent. And not wanting to put yourself out there. And we, we we do suffer from it a bit. And it's nice to kind of get beyond that. And what it's led into, which has been interesting, is that my charity, my little charity that I'm a trustee of, which is a whole other story, um, are now selling them for them. And I've I've given them a license to sell the, the Isle of some of the Isle of White ones and anything that they sell directly they Fantastic. get the
0: money from so Fantastic. so you you're making a contribution <laughs> lead to things yes wonderful um and uh, so just to kind of pull all the different threads together that we've talked about um how how
1: has nature photography changed your life i think it's it's done a number of things actually um it's got me obviously it's got me out there with the camera moving about a lot more um than i might have done it's managed to squash one or two of my mum's demons that's going to sound odd but she was she was quite a nervous soul and she always used to, she used to be, get very nervous about oh don't don't go out on your own always go with somebody now i sorry but um, i do go out on my own now and i have stopped having that little voice in my ear and that's that's probably sounds daft to most people but um I don't know it's 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 a way of it's a bit like having a dog if you've got a camera it's a bit like having a dog you've got a purpose to be out on your own that's a nice i think, yeah and i think but you don't have the, you don't have to feed it <laughs> <laughs> or walk it um, <coughs> and you can choose when you go out i think It's made me much more aware of what's going on in nature. And as I've said this many times, it's made me notice things more. Um, And I just, you know, it's just lovely to, to, to have work that's just in progress and to see things, see yourself doing something that you can actually improve on and build on, which... I don't know, when you when you actually hit the point at which you say, yes, I am going to retire now. They, I managed to start the photography just before I stopped. In fact, about a year before I finally stopped the business. So there was an overlap and there was something to pick up going on.
0: So, yeah, and it's... Yes, I, I think it's interesting, isn't it? Because for, for, for some people, um, kind of um, going out into nature... it's a sort of it feels passive so you go out and you kind of um you're there and uh so what so because you're passive it's like oh it's all green law looks the same Uh, um, uh, but actually if you give yourself a purpose of looking of capturing the um, uh, beautiful things that you see um then you're, you become more actively engaged. So your your brain is actively engaged, your eyes are engaged, your hands because of the um, handling the camera and, and all that. And also physically, you're walking about, you're moving. So it's really good yeah. for your health on, on top of everything else. Absolutely. Um, and um, particularly, I guess, as 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 we all we're all inevitably going to get older and and more decrepit as we go. Um, <laughs> they they say that you're supposed to you know give yourself new challenges to keep your brain working. You're supposed to go out and get uh, fresh air and and move about to keep your 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 body active. So photography is actually um, quite a good way to do that.
1: It is, and I'll tell you a story. I quite often drive towards. Ride, which is on the northeast of the island, and I pass a village called Wootton Bridge. And in Wootton Bridge, there is the most beautiful lake. It's a very shallow lake, but it's it's called Wootton Mill Pond. And the light conditions on that can change from day to day. And the number of times on my way back, I've gone and parked the car in the car park in the village, walked down the hill, and one day it was misty and there were a couple of swans on the lake and there were these beautiful swans and there was mist on the lake in the distance and looking out the other way towards the sea there was there were ships reflected in the water boats reflected in the water different every day I've I've been down and taken beautiful sunsets down there you know you don't get a direct sunset but you do get the light and sometimes you get some amazing colours and some amazing clouds and it's you come out just feeling better. Hmm. I love that. you're a little bit stressed, then go out with a camera for an hour if you can. And even if you just sort of go out in the garden, as I did before we spoke, having spilt a, a, a large cup of coffee all over the new sofa this morning. <laughs> I, I went out in the garden, probably took a dozen photographs, was out there about 20 minutes, and I felt very different. So it's, it does, the camera does give you a connection. Wonderful, wonderful. And so
0: what tips would you have for anyone thinking of taking up nature photography?
1: Start with your phone if you've got a phone. I'd say do make sure if you're going out in, in the weather that you've got the right dress for it, and particularly the best, the most appropriate shoes. I mean, quite often a good pair of wellies is what you need, especially in the mud. or walking boots if you want, but don't go out and flip flops please on, you know, on mountains. Learn to read a map. There's an awful lot of good courses on the Ordnance Survey website, you know, and little videos and things like that. So that's useful if you're going out into the countryside. Um, I'd say keep it as light as possible and, and go and join some groups or find, you know, if you're into social media, you're bound to have, groups near you that are photography based groups and that you know share share things and where you can get to know people and swap ideas and learn things um yeah wear the right clothes when you're looking if you do get and you decide to choose another camera talk to other people think about what you want it for i mean for me it was lightness it was not having to lug a lot of weight around. I didn't want to use it with a tripod, so I wanted good image stabilisation so it didn't rock about all over the place. Um, and it's, it's kind of get the right one that's for you rather than going for what you think is possibly, you know, what everybody else is getting. Well worth if you make a few friends, seeing if you can go out with, with them and have a try with their camera because, you know, we'll all do that.
0: And and in terms um, of sort of sharing sharing the photo fo- the, the the end result, what what's a good place to 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 stick them up?
1: Well, I I mean any any if you're on Facebook, any any local photography group um, that takes your fancy, or not even local. I mean some of the ones I'm in are, are international, and they're they're really really fun, and you get some lovely input from all over the world, and they're different because of that. And that's 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 another great thing. Um there are there will always locally be camera clubs if you want if you if you fancy going and meeting other photographers and learning in a slightly more formal way then that's a good way to do it um finding friends who who are who are good at it too you know um i would avoid people who offer you criticism particularly negative criticism without being asked if you want somebody to comment on a photograph then by all means ask them to but if they start getting snotty about it then frankly it's about them not about you and, and and i say to people don't try not to take it to heart because some people do and it can be quite painful, especially if you're just starting out, mm-hmm. and it can so, be discouraging.
0: Yeah, so the main thing I think um, is is do it for for yourself, do it for you yeah. to start with. Um, join some groups, uh, and I, it sounds like photography actually is quite. You, you can pick and choose. You, if you're an introvert like Anne, and, and and I'm sort of an introvert, you you can be very quiet on on online, and and you can go with group with with the gang, or you don't have to. You can go by yourself. But if also if you're an extrovert, you love the company of other people. You can also, yes. from what you said. You know, go, absolutely, go. And you can
1: pick and choose. Yeah. I know lots of people who are in in our groups who are extroverts, and there are people on there every day. Will be saying, "Anybody going out tonight? I fancy, fancy. You know, I'm going out to so and so. Anybody want to come? No, thank you. But but it's lovely that they do.
0: Yes, and that there will be other people who say, "Yes, please. I'm going to come with you. Yeah, um, so absolutely. It, so
1: it, it it works for everybody, really. Yeah.
0: Yeah, great. Um, Okay, well, Anne Lewis, it's been a great pleasure having you talk about uh, your love and passion for nature photography and and all the tech stuff as well. Um, (laughs) Now, if people want to see uh, your photos, and they are fantastic
1: photos, and you've got some wonderful ones on your website, where where should they go? They should go to anne-lewis.co.uk. Great. Thank you so much, Anne.
0: My creative conversation today was with Anne Lewis. There are photos and links to some of the things we talked about on the show notes page. You can go there using the bit.ly short link, which is bit.ly B-I-T dot L-Y, forward slash creative conversations podcast. Or you can go to tigerspirit.co.uk forward slash blog and click through to creative conversations. If you've enjoyed this episode of the Creative Conversations podcast, please share it with your friends wherever you share stuff. Or you can subscribe to the show or leave us a lovely review on Anchor.fm, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also follow us on Spotify. You can find it by searching for my name, Yangmei Ui, and I'll spell that for you, Yangmei, Y-A-N-G hyphen M-A-Y Ui, O-O-I. All this will help more people hear about the show. The Creative Conversations podcast is produced by tigerspirit.co.uk. The podcast web link again is bit.ly B-I-T dot L-Y, forward slash creative conversations hyphen, podcast. I'm Yangmei Ui. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook as at tigerspirituk. Thanks for listening and see you next time.